0: to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And this segment of the podcast we call Theology for Everyone. In it, we are working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith, teaching um, our people mainly at Sacred City Church, everyday people, teaching them doctrine. And we are working our way through this Westminster Confession of Faith. Right now, we are on chapter twenty-five of the Church. So we're working through our we're working through a little bit of ecclesiology of what is the Church, uh, what is the doctrine of the Church. Um, last week we covered uh, the invisible and visible Church. This week we're going to tr- try to cover articles three and four. So again, just drilling down into what is the Church.
1: All right. So, Kevin, you want to read uh, Article 3 for us? You bet. Unto this Catholic visible church, Christ has given the ministry, oracles, and ordinances of God for the gathering and perfecting of the saints in this life to the end of the world, and doth by his own presence and spirit, according to his promise, make them effectual thereunto.
0: Okay, let's work our way through this.
1: Real quick, um, since it's been a week since they listened to the last podcast. Will you remind our view or listeners what they mean by Catholic in this context?
0: Yeah. Catholic little C. That means universal. Just another word for universal. So under this Catholic visible church. So again, we we're we're making he's they're they're making a um, they're, they're trying to teach us here. We're not just talking about the universal, invisible eschatological church. Mm-hmm. Talking about the church on earth as we see it right now. Yep. This universal, visible church. Christ hath given the ministry. Okay, so the ministry of the we're talking about the preaching of the word, right? The the gospel, oracles that all, that is the prophecies in in scriptures and ordinances of God. That's the the sacraments. Um, and uh, I don't know why, we, we don't really know why they call them the ordinances of God here, uh, because later on, they, they straight up call them the sacraments in chapter 27, but hmm. the ordinances of God. So God ha- has given the, the church visible certain things, okay? The ministry. The prophecies, oracles, and the ordinances of God, the sacraments. What has he given the church? And he hasn't given these things to anybody else. So the state doesn't have these things. Mm -hmm. No other organization, no other group, no other people on the planet, no other government on the planet has these things. Mm -hmm. Only the church visible has these things, okay? And he's given them, given us them for the gathering of, and perfecting of the saints. Okay. So as we <clears throat> proclaim the gospel, as we teach and proclaim the word of God, as we partake in the sacraments or the ordinances, baptism and the Lord's Supper, this is meant to gather in the visible church, gather in, in, gather in the body of Christ. So as we Let's just think of it like this. As we proclaim the gospel, the elect hear the gospel and respond to the gospel with faith and they come in, right? They come into the visible church. They're gathered in. And it also says for the perfecting of the saints. Now this we need to talk about because the goal of the ministry, of the preaching of the word, of the ordinances is perfecting the saints Mm -hmm that is different than what you would, could call perfectionism. Uh, for the most part, when you put an ism behind something, it becomes bad. Okay? <laughs> uh, perfectionism is something that kind of early Methodists taught, John Wesley taught. Mm-hmm. And it was the idea that, and even a lot of assemblies of God, charismatic churches believe this, that you can actually become perfect in this life. Mm-hmm. That there should be a, not just a striving for holiness or a striving for righteousness, but that you could actually, um, you know, eventually not sin. You could get to that that kind of level and that kind of, um, you know, perfection, per- perfect place. That is not what they're teaching here. What we would call is they're teaching sanctification. Mm-hmm. That we, we should be on a increasing, incre- we should be growing more and more and more into the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. So in that way, we are being perfected. We are, and eventually that process will be um, solidified and finalized by Christ's second coming mm-hmm. when we are, or by our our death, that he will make us perfect and righteous, totally righteous in his sight. But in this life we so in this life we can never be perfect but we are meant to be being perfected.
1: Is it would you say it's dangerous to teach perfectionism as a doctrine? Oh, 100% it's dangerous. This might be a dangerous question to ask. <laughs> Uh-oh, danger, <laughs> danger. I'm, I'm curious. If it's if it's dangerous and I I agree with you that it is. Why do you think Christians at large haven't um, I guess I want to say denounced it as either heretical or, or you know kind of like the Westminster Divines are coming at some pretty serious things mm-hmm. coming from the Catholic Church and and other organizations why do you think we haven't pushed back globally on that or yeah well I think
0: I think I mean obviously the you know the reform reformers have mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of people that have, have pushed back on it. I mean, George Whitfield was pushing back on it against mm-hmm. Wesley and there was more other people that were pushing back on it. Um, but one reason is because of our flesh, our fl- it, to our flesh, it feels right. It's mm, tempting. It feels right. It feels, I was a perfectionist when I first got saved. When I first got saved in a charismatic church, I literally thought, I could reach, so I had such a unbiblical idea of sin Mm -hmm. that I thought I would eventually overcome it. Because to me, sin was cussing and lying and cheating, and you know, it was the big things. It wasn't the heart of the commandments, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't understand the the heart of the commandments. Um, You know, like like when it says, "Thou shalt not murder," well. I'm Oh, I'm, I can do that one. I've never, I've never. I'm not going to kill anybody. I've never killed anybody. And then Jesus gets us to the heart of it, and he says, "Anybody who hates his brother, yep. all right, or <laughs> has is guilty of murder." I'm like, oh shoot, he, he's taken us to the heart of the matter. And so, I think it it makes sense to our flesh hmm. in two ways. One, it kind of lowers the standard of the law hmm. to something that human beings can actually accomplish, hmm. and two, it feels like a challenge, it feels like something that you know. What I can get, I, I'm a pretty good person. I can get after this, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm meant to. I'm meant to get after this, you know. And um, and and I think most of us just think God would not give us a standard that we couldn't measure up to. <laughs> and that's that's what they that's what we believe. So like, if it says be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect, well, okay, well, I'm going to do that not realizing that there's only one person that's ever done that, and that's Jesus. And it's a standard we can strive for with the help of the Holy Spirit, but it's not something that we could ever accomplish. The other reason I think it's really dangerous is because it promotes um, hypocrisy, secret sin. Um, Jesus said it best to the Pharisees. You're like whitewashed tombs, But inside, you're like sepulchre. How do you say that word? Sepulchre. Sepulchre.
2: That's a tough word. Sepulchre.
0: (laughs) Sepulchre.
2: Whatever it is, you're like tombs. (laughs) That's that's right. You're like tombs
0: (laughs) filled with dead men's bones. The outside of the cup is clean. The inside of the cup is filthy. That's the kind of stuff it 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 promotes, and the the never ending treadmill. Mm-hmm. The never ending treadmill, treadmill that every single year just gets kicked up another degree yeah. and just gets more and more and more difficult and impossible. And and there is no rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no joy. There is no um, light and easy yoke of Christ because Christ did it all for us. So I think it's very dangerous. I think it's a joyless way of living Christianity, moralistic, legalistic, mm-hmm. and I think it crushes children and homes mm-hmm. That, that, that are under that kind of um, legalistic standard.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, you think about it in terms of the gospel, um, and I can see how you could you could kind of turn that direction. But what do we say? In one sense, the, the beauty of not being under perfectionism is the recognition that as the older we get, the more we, the more we understand the holiness of God, the more we understand the greatness of our own sin and and our depravity. I mean, Mm -hmm. just more and more we realize that 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 only widens the gap between uh, really between who we should be and who God is and thus it magnifies the gospel, it magnifies the the, the cross. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of not being under that is the cross gets better and better day after day, year after year, because we see just how much... What Christ did for us yeah. on the cross—the atoning work that Christ yeah. did for us—is just an amazing truth.
0: Amen. And we also won't—we won't get to heaven and then be proud of our own aco- yeah. accomplishments, yeah, right? Like, oh, I'm perfected. Look what I did. Yeah. We'll get to heaven and know we were perfected by the work of Christ mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And so we'll give God glory and we'll give yeah. Christ glory. Yeah. I, I think this is one, one of the ideas you see of. You get to heaven and they're they're laying down their crowns. Yeah. They're laying down their accomplishments at the, at the feet of Jesus, saying like everything we've accomplished is yeah. absolutely nothing. Compared- you think
2: about every little glimpse that God gives us every once in a while in scripture, we'll have these little moments when man, man gets to get a little glimpse of God and you see their response. So you think of Isaiah the prophet, and what did he do? So here, here's a prophet. I mean, here's a prophet of God who is, is following God's calling. He is he's God's man for God's people. And when he enters into the throne room of heaven, he falls down. You know, he 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 says, Woe is me, I am a man undone. You know, mm-hmm. he woe is me. That is a word that expresses I deserve death. Or you think of John when he gets in, in Revelation, when yeah. he gets in the window into, into heaven, he he turns and he falls. He says he fell down like a dead man. So here are these godly people, these godly men and women, who when they get just a glimpse of who God is, man, they just there's they you begin to see who you really are, yeah. and that's why we say praise God yeah. that He gave us the Lamb of God yeah. to you know. And we person. just
0: if you the, per- perfectionism, it really tries to bring God down. It it, it, it just mm-hmm. to think that. The standard of God is in any way attainable. Attainable. Yeah. <laughs> like we could please God in any you know in, in any way that's that's not th- sheerly through His grace yeah. is just uh, it's it's absurd. It, it's yeah. it, it makes too much of us and makes too little of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So in this life to the end of the world, <clears throat> and so that's what um, the ordinances, the ministry, the oracles in the visible church. Is to be gathering the body of Christ in and perfecting the saints in this life to the end of the world. So this is interesting. I love this. There will always be a visible church on this planet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. It's indistinguishable or indistinguishable. Is that the right word? Inextinguishable. Ex- in- ex- there we go. Inextinguishable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Inextinguishable. <laughs> yeah. So there will always be yes. a visible church. Mm, yes. There has always been, and there will always be. Yeah. No matter how dark things get, yeah. that the church will always be here. Mm. God will always have a people here, and by His own presence and spirits, or by His own presence and spirit, according to His promise, make them effectual. Thereunto. So it is God's presence and God's Spirit that makes all of these ordinances, oracles, and ministry effectual. So they don't have power latent in themselves. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit. They're used by the Holy Spirit to bring fruit, to bring people to salvation, Mm -hmm. to perfect the saints.
1: We have a text for that Ephesians 4 11 through 13. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Man.
0: Whew. That is job security. (laughs) That is job security. How do I know when my job how, all of us, how do we know when our job is done yeah. when the when everyone in the visible church is built up to the full stature of Christ <laughs> and the world is converted.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's it. And if if there's still unbelievers out there, we have work to do. If there are still immature believers in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. we still have work to do. Yeah. So man, we need some more ministers. We need some more pastors and teachers. Because there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. All right. That's Article 3.
1: Article 4. You want to go ahead and read that, Kev? You bet. This Catholic Church has been sometimes more, sometimes less visible. And particular churches, which are members thereof, are more or less pure, according as the doctrine of the gospel is taught and embraced, ordinances administered, and public worship performed more or less purely in them. (laughs)
0: Man, I wonder how much they fought over this chapter, or this this,
2: is interesting. this one biblical, here. Yeah.
0: You got a lot of brilliant theologians coming from different, a little bit different churches, a little bit different backgrounds, and they are going to be fighting over these this section here. So the Catholic Church, again, universal church, has been sometimes more, sometimes less visible. What text do they have for that, Kevin?
1: Romans 11, two through four. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scriptures say of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal.
0: Okay. The visible church is more or less visible. Okay, what does it mean by that? It means sometimes the church is about eighty percent apostate, I'm just making this percentage up. Eighty percent apostate, eighty mm-hmm. percent heretical, eighty percent hypocritical, and only twenty percent pure. Only twenty percent authentic. Right there, they're reading at the time. At the time of you know when when Israel is turned away from the prophets and they're rejecting the prophets, mm-hmm. that they are less pure at that time. Mm-hmm. Right They are not represent. there's more unbelievers amongst them than at other times. The time of the Reformation, right before the Reforma- Reformation, that was another. we would say a really dark time. Uh, the dark ages, really dark time, right? So the the visible church at that time, the, the Roman Catholic Church, was corrupt. Mm-hmm. Because it was corrupt, it was less visible. Mm-hmm. It was less pure right? So it's more difficult to, uh, find true believers in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we could say in our society right now that the church is less visible mm-hmm. because there are many people that profess Christ that are not the, of the elect. They do not know Christ. They have no fruit. They don't, they're not a part of the visible church. Even they don't come to, they don't come to church. They, um, and they're, they don't believe, what the Bible teaches about sexuality and gender and all of these, they're all of these different things. They are not a part of the body of Christ. So it's pretty hard um, to decipher between these two groups and that's where they're going to keep going. And particular churches, which are members thereof are more or less pure. So, if we're saying the visible church is the people that gather together under the name and the Lordship of Christ, we know there's a lot of churches in the Quad Cities. I'm just using the Quad Cities, but all around the world, there's a lot of denominations. Mm -hmm. Those churches, every single church, there are some churches who are more or less pure Mm -hmm. than others just just by the fact of the doctrine that they teach, mm-hmm. we're gonna go in here, according yeah. as the doctrine of the gospel is taught and embraced. So some churches, people get saved by accident.
1: You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: they're teaching a false gospel yeah. and yet they read the scriptures and someone gets saved yeah. in that in that church. Yeah. Some people get saved in spite of false gospel <laughs> being preached in churches. When When the prosperity gospel is taught, that's a false heretical gospel and yet many people, God saves many people through that foolishness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so um, and yet you, we know that you can go to churches and the, every church is going to be, we would say, more or less healthy. Mm-hmm. All churches are not the same. Right. <clears throat> and there's there are some churches have better doctrine than others. Some churches teach the scriptures in a more pure, more accurate way than others, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And more or less pure according to the ordinances administered. So some people practice baptism inaccurately. Some people practice the Lord's Supper Mm -hmm. inaccurately. And public worship performed more or less purely in them. So, We have this, sometimes we can think that, oh, as long as they're teaching the gospel, everything, we're all brothers in Christ, everything's the same. Well, I understand that impulse, but that's not actually actually accurate. Mm -hmm. Some churches preach and teach the gospel more accurately, more purely than others. Mm -hmm. And that makes them a better church than others. Some administer the sacraments better than others. Some worship more accurately or purely than others, now you and and more accurate and purely isn't. Um, it, that's according to the word of God. Mm-hmm. That it, that isn't saying, oh, they, I think their worship is better. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. saying I think their worship is better is a matter of preference. It, it, it's coming from a man centered worldview. Mm-hmm. I might just what I might be saying is, I like that baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that style of music. I like how that makes me feel. Look at how exuberant everybody is and they're jumping around and man that's such a cool worship set. That's not what worship is. Worship is to be according to regulated according to the word of God. And so some churches do things that scripture forbids. Some people in the in the Old Testament um, you know the, the the some of the priests burnt uh,
2: Unauthorized incense. <laughs> Unauthorized
0: incense to the Lord, and they were killed by it. Yeah. God was displeased with their worship. Yeah. So when we're looking at churches, we're not being judgmental. Like we're not having a spirit, you know, where Jesus would say, judge not and unless you should be judged. That's not what we're doing when we're pointing and saying, that's foolishness over there. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might get saved over there. God does it. God is so gracious to us. But that style of preaching is not uh, pure and right according to the word of God. Mm. When a preacher barely uses scripture and they spend all the whole time talking about their self or talking about their kids or talking about this story and that story and this analogy and that metaphor, and it just sounds like a bunch of, you know, it sounds like a self-help Ted talk. Mm. That's not preaching according to the word of God. It might gain a crowd you might enjoy it. it. might He might be very relatable and funny and quirky and all those cool things, but that's not the, the way the, the Apostle Paul preached and taught. That's not the way Peter preached and taught. And, um, and so we, we could say that's less pure. And so it's gonna be harder for a person to understand who God is, what God teaches in his word, what God requires of us, at a church like that. And now we should be, now this is, we have to be careful here. We should be, we're the church reformed and always reforming according to the word of God. So we should be looking to be a pure church. We should be looking to be an accurate church, an honest church, but we can't let that, what we talked about, perfectionism in the past, we can't now apply that to the, to the church. To the church, yeah. okay? Yeah, right. And that's what Article 5 is about. You wanna read that?
1: Article 5? Yeah. Sure. The purest churches under heaven are subject both to mixture and error, and some have so degenerated as to become no churches of Christ, but synagogues of Satan. Nevertheless, there shall always be a church on earth to worship God according to his will.
0: Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, we wanna be a church reformed and always reforming. But the church is led by sinners. The ch- church is filled with sinners. <laughs> and so there will never be
2: yeah.
0: a pure mm-hmm. church. We have what what's called the noetic effects of the fall on our thinking. And so our doctrine will never be... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we can't systematize it in such a way that it is without error. Yeah. We can't... Theology is the the, the the chief of the sciences, the, the it? The the queen. queen the queen mm-hmm. of the sciences yeah. but it's it cannot be it's not mathematics yeah. it can't be worked into the a yeah. mathematic, mathematical formula yeah. so the purest churches under heaven are subject both to mixture and error i had a pastor who once said if we were a perfect church something about like if if we were a perfect church well we, you know we wouldn't let you in or yeah, you know right, like right. like yeah. like yeah. Uh, because <laughs> We're all sinners, right? And so, we're, as soon as we we are full of sinners. Now, what text do we have for that?
1: It's 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then mm-hmm. face to face. Now I know in part; then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And then with it, there's the excuse me the parable of the weeds. Which do you want me to read that?
0: No, that's okay. So, um, we know a, we know in part right now. We see dimly right now. And so we our doctrine is not our doctrine is not
2: perfect. Yeah. Right? Considering the the authorship of the Westminster Confession, I think this is a this is once it's encouraging to me and I think it's a it's a humble statement of these these I, I really look up to this you know this confession because of the hard work that these many men put into many years, months, years to uh, put into to crafting this, and yet they recognize, as best as we can do, the most most crafting that we can craft in terms of a confession. We recognize that there's going to be error. Yeah. You know, we're just we're we're just prone, and mm-hmm. that's encouraging. And you know, we don't uh, have to get crushed by the fact that we have. Yeah, we're not all going to be all, all right.
0: And in our day and age where people are i'll just say it they're so shaped by consumerism we're always looking for perfection
2: hmm.
0: we're looking for the perfect toothbrush
2: yeah that's true we're we looking for that. the
0: perfect cup of coffee yeah we're looking for the perfect vehicle and eventually you know some of us are looking for the perfect spouse yeah. and what that means is we are so willing to throw out something once there's a flaw. Hmm. Once I have the iPhone that now it takes, you know, 0.3 seconds to switch apps. I want the one that takes 0.1 seconds to switch apps. I want, you know, whatever. Hmm. We throw away something that we see now is imperfect, imperfect, hmm. and we're, we're, we're desiring perfection. We cannot treat the church of God that way. Um we we must people must leave a church that is teaching false doctrine. They must leave a church that is what they're saying here degenerated to the point of being uh no churches of Christ but synagogues of Satan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so if they're preaching a false gospel, you should leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and there should be points of of doctrine that that there you've They've crossed, they're less pure, that cause you to say, okay, no longer can I stay here in good conscience, I must leave. But every church is gonna have air. So, Sacred City wouldn't exist if the church that I wasn't at had drifted into false doctrine and I said, enough is enough. I, 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 I can't go along with this. And I tried to reform and they said, no, we don't want to be reformed. So then I left and, and went, got training and then came back and planted this church. And so that error caused me to plant the church. And then a few years later, I got to have a relationship with that old pastor again and they've now reformed and now they're on, on the right path. So thanks, thanks, thanks be to God for that. So people must leave churches, but today people leave churches for sinful reasons. I don't like something the pastor said. I don't like the way they made me feel. I don't like the way the service felt. I don't like that style of music. They don't have enough things for my kids. They don't have a over 40s group. They don't, whatever, just, I could yep, just go number on number and number on and on and on. You know, their worship isn't charismatic enough. Their worship is too charismatic. <laughs> I don't like liturgy. Liturgy seems weird. Those are not appropriate reasons to leave a church. They're not. Um, and and, And we can be so nitpicky that people, local people, choose instead to find their favorite preacher and watch it online and assume that that's the right worship of God and they're somehow a part of the body of Christ, um, and you—you you can't worship God rightly through a screen. You can't. Now, there's some times when you're providentially hindered, but this is a this is a, a when when you have the choice. Here it is. If you had the opportunity, this is hypothetical. If Mark Zuckerberg could create the perfect, pure church on the metaverse, and you had the the, the opportunity to go to a small congregation with an older pastor who taught the word of God, but he wasn't great. They didn't have a great worship team. They only had a few people in the congregation, none of them your own age. Without a doubt, I can say that it is God's will for you to go to the small, local, less, less pure church than go to the pure metaverse church. Because one is real and embodied, and the other is disembodied. Mm -hmm. One has real people, flesh and blood, souls, and the other doesn't. One has a real pastor that would know you and that you're meant to come under, and he's meant to shepherd your soul, and the other one doesn't. So there we go. What am I in right now? Okay, so the purest churches under heaven are subject to both mixture and error, and some have so degenerated as to become no churches of Christ but synagogues, of Satan.
2: I think that synagogue of Satan's is a just a simple reference to the fact that it's it's pulled away from the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. And synagogue of Satan typically in the in the New Testament is referenced going back to legalism. It's about me making myself right, and so uh, in some form or some way. So yeah, that's when we have to leave. That's when we have to leave when we're moving away from the the gospel, the, the Christ uh, dying for us on the cross. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean it, anything that's. Not exalting Christ—that's man-centered. That's moving away from the freedom of the gospel. um, That's devolving into something that's no longer the church. It's now a synagogue of Satan, and so people must leave. Leave that. They must leave that. And that. So it's so weird because there are people fall off the horse on both sides here. Some people treat the church so nonchalantly, just like. Hey, you know what? I used to go to Walmart, but now I go to Target, and they treat the church. I used to go to this church, but now I go to that church. They treat it not. And some people would will wouldn't leave a church if Satan was if the Antichrist got up in the pulpit. (laughs) I've been here, bless the Lord, for forty years, (laughs) and I'm not leaving. Right, right. And you've seen this uh, most clearly in mainline denominations that began to preach the gospel. Eventually got man-centered, lost the inerrancy of Scripture, moved away into some form of um, in some form of egalitarianism, compromised. There began to have women pastors. That they were on the slippery slope. Kept compromising. No longer preached the gospel at all. No longer use the scriptures at all, unless it's occasionally to teach about the poor or something Jesus said. Now they're accepting homosexuality and LGBTQ They've got gay priests and pastors. Moving. They're they're embracing the transgenderate. Agenda, they are synagogues of Satan. Mm -hmm. Their candle has been snuffed out, Mm -hmm. and people should leave those churches. They should leave those churches and find a church that's preaching the gospel. Nevertheless, there shall always there shall be always a church on earth to worship God according to his will. Yeah, praise God. <laughs> yeah, uh, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. There will always be a church, no matter how dark uh, the society gets. Um, the light of the gospel will be um, maintained through the visible church on this earth. So, we are a part of something that Satan can't snuff out. Yeah, and that's that's good news.
2: Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Just thinking about those countries that uh, you know we have dictators who attempt to snuff out. Church, and how foolish that is! That in in their attempt, so often God uses that very thing to grow the church. Yes, yeah, yeah. and uh, so so when we talk about visible church, sometimes those churches aren't easy to be found. Yeah, <laughs> in the sense of they're they're hiding out. But uh, more or less visible, <laughs> like our text said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're hiding. They're hiding. Yeah. or they're still the visible church. That's right. God's doing the great work. For
0: them. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, if you have any questions, please email me at Pastor Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. Uh, We love you guys. We're praying for you. God bless.